This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Everybody today, my name's Austin and I'll be doing another chapter of David Williams's Bad Dad. We are on chapter 32. What go- goes up must come down. The excitement immediately turned to terror as Frank realised they were heading to their doom. With Dad's false legs stuck on the accelerator pedal, Queenie was going faster and faster and faster. Hold on, mate, said Dad as he clambered over the back seat into the front. As he did so, his stump bashed fingers, long pointy nose. Watch what you were doing with that thing, snapped fingers. Sorry, called out Dad. He wiggled his way and that to heave himself forward. Frank swerved the car, the car as it went round a roundabout faster than lightning. This caused Dad to tumble back, his bottom squashed right into the finger's face. Ugh, watch what they're doing with that thing, shouted the henchman. Sorry, called out Dad as he thrust his bottom back onto the man's nose so he could launch himself forward into the passenger seat. Oof! He cried, sliding down into the front of the mini. Still, the car just kept going faster and faster and faster. Frank was clinging onto the steering wheel, staring forward into the dark road ahead of them. He didn't dare blink. Now, they'd reached the countryside. There were no streetlights. It was real country darkness. The road had narrowed into a single lane with high hedgerows, high hedgerows on each side. If there was a car coming the other way, they would all be done for. Overhead, they could hear pol- the police helicopter still following them. Kill the lights! Ordered Dad. The boy flipped the switch, and the car's headlights were turned off, and no one could see them. And they couldn't see anything either. Soon, the sound of the helicopter overhead became fainter. I think we lost them now. For the last time, stop the car! Shouted Think Fingers. I'm trying, replied Dad. And he bashed at his own wooden leg with his fist. But it just wouldn't budge. Way ahead in the distance, the boy could make out something on the road. Something pink, something fat, something piggy. It was a pig! Pig! shouted Frank. Not sure what else to say on seeing a pig. How dare you! cried Thumbs. It must have escaped from one of the farms by eating its way through the hedge. Perhaps the sound of the helicopter whirring overhead had startled it. No, not you. There's a pig on the road. Run it over, said Fingers. I can't kill a pig, 
shouted the boy. You eat pork, don't you? yelled Fingers. Yes! Well, then you can run over a pig. Thumbs looked amused. Fingers? Does pork come from a pig? Yes! shouted Fingers. Oh, you learn something new every day. I've done it! said Dad as he whacked the wooden leg off the accelerator pedal and he scrambled down into the footwell and thumped the brake pedal as hard as he could. It was too hard. The car's back wheels shot up and the mini somersaulted through the air. <sighs> ah! screamed everyone as they flew for what seemed like minutes but must have been seconds. Through the windscreen, Frank looked down and stared into the pig's eyes. Both his eyes and the pig's were wide open with horror. <laughs> the cow was flying upside down through the air. Of course, what goes up must come down. The car skimmed over edge before landing in a field on its roof. Or four passengers were dangling upside down as the car skidded backwards across a field full of cattle. Whoosh! The cows were all lying down asleep until the sight of an upside down mini speeding along the wet grass rudely woke them up. Moo! Moo! mooed the cows as they desperately clambered up to get out of the way. All four inside the car stared out the back windscreen. A tall tree was fast approaching. Tree! shouted Thumbs. Yes, we've seen it, said Fingers. Slam the brakes, shouted Thumbs. We're upside down, said Dad. Oh yeah, replied Thumbs. Bye guys, have a nice day. Hey guys, it's Lily and today we'll be reading The Bad Guys, Episode 3, Chapter 7, Learning to Ride a Bike. Aha! There's a stroke of like motorbikes. 60, 59, 58, 57. Climb aboard everyone and I'll get you out of here. We won't all fit on one motorbike. Hmm, you could be right. I don't suppose any of you can ride one of these. Yep, you can. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm, yeah. Marvellous. Well, you take Mr. Snake and I'll get the others to safety. Good luck, Mr. Wolf. 32, 31, 30, 29. We'll see you outside, gentlemen. Rev, rev. Bye. I didn't know you could ride a motorbike. Hmm, <laughs> I didn't know either. What? How hard can it be? 26, 25, 24. Why did you say you could? I just didn't want to disappoint her. You know what? What? Let's just fang it. Ah, what are you doing? It's not on purpose. Wow, you have a really unusual style, Mr Wolf. Very impressive, but I'm afraid things are going to be a little more difficult than we thought. Oh, really? Why is that? Laser cannon. 
Zap. Wolf, you're heading straight for the cannon. It's not my fault. I can't ride a motorbike. Wow. He really is awfully brave, isn't he? Well, yes. In Bolivia, we have a name for people like that. We call them idiots. I hate you, Wolf. Well, I don't hate you, Mr. Snake. And I won't give up on you, no matter what happens. I'm sorry I ate you earlier, but I'm not sorry for getting you into all of this trouble. This is what heroes do. And I truly believe you have a hero inside of you, Mr. Snake. And I'll never stop believing that, ever. You're crazy, and you're going to get us killed. Maybe, but not today. Jump, boom, crack. Kaboom, we're out. This building will self-destruct in 10 seconds. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Everyone take cover. 4, 3, 2, 1. Thanks for listening. Let me tell you the story of Gossamer Wump, a little boy about uh, so tall. Uh oh, no, not quite that tall. That's better. <laughs> and Gossamer had red hair and one blue eye and one green eye. And he had freckles all over him, everywhere. On his face, too. And he had a dog named George. <coughs> Quiet, George. Now, Gossamer was born in a house right beside a chicken farm, which had quite an effect on him. For when Gossamer learned to talk, the first words he said were... <laughs> yeah, but later on, he learned to talk a little better and could say... So, my name is Gossamer Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we shouldn't laugh at Gossamer because he was really a musical genius. He didn't know what kind of an instrument he wanted to play, however, until one day he was watching a big parade coming down the street. And Gossamer looked at all the musical instruments and made up his mind. He didn't like drums drumming. Or trumpets trumpeting. Or piccolos pickling. Or slide trombone, slide trombone. All Gossamer wanted to play was the triangle. Now, a triangle is really just a piece of metal shaped like a, well, like a triangle. And when you hit it with a little hammer, it sounds like this. So Gossamer decided to become a famous triangle player. The next day, his mother made him 27 peanut butter sandwiches and packed them in a suitcase with his good sweater and a clean shirt, and she put in his dog named George, too. <coughs> Quiet, George. And then Gossamer took his suitcase with his sandwiches and his dog in it and went off to study triangle playing at the famous music school of Professor Cuddy Nutty Dump. On the way, he was very happy and was reciting a little poem he'd made up. 
Jingle, jangle, jangle. I'll soon learn to play a triangle. Jingle, jangle, jangle. Yes, well, it wasn't a really good poem, but Gossamer liked it because it rhymed and because he had made it up himself. When he got to music school, he turned out to be a very good student. At first, he could only play the triangle like this. But after studying for only six years, he learned to play it like this. <laughs> Professor Cuddy Nuddy Dump was amazed at his progress. But after ten years, Gossamer had to leave. He'd used up all of his peanut butter sandwiches, and he was so hungry that he'd lost ninety-seven pounds. Which was pretty surprising when he'd only weighed seventy pounds to begin with. So he went to look for a job. First, he got one playing his triangle with a dance band led by a man named Gaylord Gout. Gossamer did fine until one day, as he was playing a difficult piece, Gossamer suddenly missed the triangle with his little hammer and hit. Gaylord Gout on top of the head. It sounded so good that Gossamer played the whole number on Gaylord Gout's head. The only trouble was it gave Gaylord Gout an awful headache in his head. So he said to Gossamer, "Gossamer, here's your triangle. Now beat it." So Gossamer beat it. But Gossamer wasn't discouraged and decided to go to the big city. On the way, he sang another poem like this: Jingle, jangle, jangle! I'm going to the big city and get a job playing my triangle. Jingle, jangle, jangle! Yes. Well, this poem wasn't as good as the other one, but Gossamer liked it because he'd made it up himself. As soon as he got to the big city, Gossamer went to see the famous symphony orchestra conductor Stanislav Hudnut. And when Gossamer played his triangle for him, Stanislav Hudnut said, "Bravo, bravissimo, hurray, gesundheit, willkürs in hatto." Also, Jim Dandy, my boy. With my symphony orchestra, you will play. Yes. And Gossamer said, "Oh, gee whiz!" So the night was set for Gossamer's big concert with the symphony orchestra, and the theater was filled with people as the curtain went up. Everyone quieted down. And a voice said, "Introducing Gossamer Wump." And Gossamer stepped out to play, but a terrible thing happened. Gossamer had been so excited that he had forgotten to put on his belt, and when he took his hands out of his pockets to play his triangle, his pants fell down. So Gossamer pulled them up, 
and hit his triangle. And his pants fell down again. And he pulled them up again. And started to play his triangle again. This kept going on, and the concert sounded like this. A woman in the audience couldn't hold it back any longer, and she laughed. <laughs> and then a big fat man started to laugh. <laughs> and then a tall, skinny man laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little boy laughed. <laughs> and then pretty soon, everyone was laughing. <laughs> Everyone was laughing at poor Gossamer. Finally, he ran off the stage and out into the street and for blocks and blocks until he couldn't hear the laughing anymore. He was so sad, he was almost ready to cry. When suddenly, someone tapped him on the shoulder. It turned out to be a very important man who wasn't laughing at him at all but one who thought his triangle playing was so good that he offered him a wonderful job. Today, Gossamer is a big success. You've probably heard him playing his triangle lots of times because you know what he's doing now? When you're playing around your house in the afternoon and hear the ice cream wagon coming, that's Gossamer. It's a wonderful job because Gossamer gets all the ice cream bars he can eat. And it just goes to show that even if things don't always go right at first, you can be a big success if you just keep triangling. <coughs> oh, poor George. We forgot to take him out of the suitcase.
that thing swimming round and round? Yes. Maybe we could reaching in and make it drown. If we sneak in up upon it carefully, there will be a head for you, a tail for me. Where we finding baby, there are milk nearby. If we look in baby buggy, there could be plenty milk for you, and also some for me. Just what makes that little old ant Think he'll move that rubber tree plant Anyone knows an ant can't Move a rubber tree plant But he's got high hopes He's got high hopes He's got high apple pie in the sky Hopes so anytime you're getting Instead of letting go, just remember that ant. Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant. Oops, there goes another rubber tree plant. Once there was a silly old ram Thought he'd punch a hole in a dam No one could make that ram scram He kept butting that dam Cause he had high hopes He had high hopes He had high apple pie in the sky Anytime you're feeling bad, instead of feeling sad, just remember that ram. Oops, there goes a billion kilowatt ram. Oops, there goes a billion kilowatt ram. Problem curve. Oops, there goes another 
Doctor, I was in love with you. I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. And then the witch doctor he told me what to do. He said that. I told the witch doctor you didn't love me true. I told the witch doctor you didn't love me nice. And then doctor he gave me this advice he said that program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.